0: Praise the Lord this morning. Glory to God. Good morning to everyone. Sunday morning, um, March 25th. March 25th? April 25th. April 25th. April 25th. 25th. I'm going backwards. April 25th. We praise God for it. Amen. Uh, Pray that you're doing well. Pray that God's continuing to speak to your heart. Amen. Uh, We need God to speak. And we praise God that he is a communicator amen and amen. so praying that God is speaking unto you in his still small voice and that he's blessing you to hear him. amen and as we've been talking um the last few days um that uh as you hear him you'll be a hearer and a doer of the words that he's speaking unto you but we praise God on this morning because God is good his amen. mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations and so we bless his name today david said bless the lord all my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name because god is worthy to be praised and so we give him glory we give him honor on this morning amen in him we live and move and we have our being amen amen and um god is up to something amen god is is moving in the earth He's up to something in your life, yes, Amen. Yes. And um, what we desire and endeavor to do is to continue to encourage people to walk with God through the good times and in the bad, Amen. Uh, when you know things are going up and when things are going down or even sideways, continue to walk with God. He is faithful, and He will bring you to your expected end, Amen. Yes, amen. And so we praise God on this morning. Uh, as we endeavor to get into the scriptures today and in that regard I'm going to ask you to go with me to the Gospel of John chapter 21 the Gospel of John chapter 21 on this on this beautiful day amen beautiful day that the Lord has made and we praise God for our continued life health and strength amen and if you're not feeling well today, amen, we pray you're healing right now in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus is a healer. Yes. By his stripes we are healed. And so uh, we confess healing over you right now in okay. the name of Jesus Christ. Um, John chapter 21. Let's look at verse number 20. It says then Peter turning about. Seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned upon his breast at supper, and said, Lord. Uh, and said, Lord, which is he that betrayeth thee? Peter, seeing him, saith to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus saith unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? follow thou me amen amen we stop right there we just read gospel of john chapter 21 verses 20 through 22 let's pray over the word of god father we bless you for the word that was just read into our hearing we pray now god that the holy spirit will lead us and guide us into all the truth of this word and father god that you will speak freely sharing with us that which we need to hear at this hour. Yes, Father. Father. you know what we have need of even before we ask. And so, God, we thank you, O oh God, for the prophetic word that you will speak into our hearts and into our lives. We receive it now by faith in the Son of God. And, Father, we thank you for it. We bless your holy name. And Father God, I just pray now that you will use me for your glory, word my mouth. Father, you promise that if I open my mouth wide, you will fill it. Fill it with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, God, that I may share it with your people. And Father, may you be glorified, magnified through it all. Father, we bless you right now for this time of learning, growth, and development. We give you praise. In Jesus' Jesus' name. name. Amen. 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 Our title today. Is keep doing your part, amen. Keep doing your part. It's a truth that you know. As we walk with God, uh, there are times when we get tired, we get a little bit weary, um, and and the, the 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 scriptures and the Lord is aware of this because He tells us to be not weary in well doing because in due season we shall weep if we faint not Um, that is an encouragement because God who knows everything knows that there will be times when we will get weary and so he encourages us to not get weary in doing well you know uh, it says that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And so God knows if you rely on me, you will have all the strength that you need to get through those times of weariness. Those times when in our own power, we may feel like giving up. And God says, continue to walk with me and continue to do well. And today, God is telling us to keep doing our part. Because see, when those times come, when we feel weary, when we feel worn down, when, you know, sometimes disappointment and disillusionment can start to settle in. And we can say, you know what, I've had enough. I'm not doing anything anymore. Or I'm not doing as much as I used to do anymore, right? We want to peel back. We want to go back. And, you know, because we just feel tired, Mm -hmm. fatigued, spiritually, emotionally, Mm -hmm. physically, in all kinds of ways. And we feel like just taking some time for ourselves and not doing as much as we used to do. And it's something that happens to all of us in this walk that we have with God. Sometimes life just comes in, and, and it seems like there's one thing after the other after the other, and we seem to be putting out more than we're receiving. And so we feel as if, you know what, I, I, I just had it. I'm not doing as much as I used to do. Yes. We begin to withdraw. And God understands this, and that's why he's telling us on today, keep doing your part. See, because there's blessings ahead of you. And see, Satan understands as well that God is moving in your life. You know, Satan comes to try to upset your apple cart because he's trying to keep those good things, those good, acceptable, and perfect things that God in his will wants to bring into your life. Satan doesn't want you to have them. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so if but he can't stop God from blessing you. So he tries to keep you and me from receiving the blessings that are ours in christ jesus he tries to distract us he tries to get us off of our chosen course he tries to get us to stop doing well so that due time never comes right where we will now reap a harvest for all the good seed that we have sown and so god understands that We may get weary and we may want to give up and we may want to peel off the road that he has ordained for us. And so today he comes to us and he says, keep doing your part. Don't give up. Now is not the time to stop. Now is not the time to withdraw. Now is not the time to take your hand off the plot. Keep going forward with God. Keep doing your part. And please understand that you have a part to play. Um, God has ordained it that way. If we look in our scripture text today, this is a familiar passage. passage because it's at the end of the Gospel of John. And before we get to the part of the text that we read today, The Bible lets us know that Jesus questioned Peter as they were eating Mm -hmm. and he said to him beginning in verse 15 Simon son of Jonah lovest thou me more than these and Peter said yea Lord I love you Mm -hmm. and Jesus said feed my lambs and then he asked Peter the same question do you love me in verse 16 Peter said, Yes, I love you, and he said, Feed my sheep. And then in verse 17, Jesus for the third time asked Peter, Do you love me? Mm-hmm. And Peter, it said, was grieved now because Jesus said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And we know that that, that Jesus asked Peter these questions three times in alignment with Peter's three denials yes. of Jesus, right? Peter has said, we'll die with you. And Jesus said, you'll die with me, huh? Before, you know, he was arrested. He said, I'll tell you the truth, Peter. Before the cock crows tonight, you'll deny me three times. And it came to pass, right, that that Peter denied Jesus three times. And so here is Jesus in his love and in his grace and his mercy and in his compassion, giving Peter an opportunity to undo the three denials by making three confessions, Mm -hmm. right? So there was a confession for each denial, so so the three confessions totally negated the three denials. But isn't it interesting that as Jesus is compassionately doing this for Peter, Peter gets grieved, he gets upset. And it it makes me to wonder sometimes, how many things we get upset at, or upset with God, when what he's actually doing is graciously opening up the door for us. Yes. Right? God allows us to do something and we, or, or he puts us in certain situations and we feel it's a burden. We feel it's, it's, a, it's grieving us. We feel we have a right to complain. But if we ever took a step back and saw things from a heavenly perspective, we, will, we may see that God in his grace is actually paving the way. For us to undo some negative things yes. that we've done yes. already, but yes. yet we get mad at yeah. God, and isn't this something? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you know, I, I think as as the Bible says, you know, that that we know in part, but there will come a time where we will know as we are known. I believe that when we get to heaven and God starts to show us our lives and show us all of the things He was doing in us, through us, and around us. Many of us are going to shake our head in disbelief and maybe a touch of shame if there's such a thing in heaven. And we'll look and go, I can't believe that I took it the way I took it. Right? Right. Because God was actually doing a, a generous thing and a and a good thing for us. And he was actually blessing us and he was actually helping us. But we got grieved like Peter was grieved here. And so Jesus allowed Peter to negate each of his three denials. By having three positive confessions, do you love me? And Peter told him I do. And so Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. And then in verse 18, he says to Peter, verily, verily, I say unto thee, when you were young, you girded yourself, you got dressed and everything else, and you walked around wherever you wanted to go. He said, but when you shall be old, You shall stretch forth thy hands, and another will gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. And verse 19 explains this. It says, This he spake, signifying by what death he should glorify God. Mm -hmm. And when he had spoken this, he said unto Peter, Follow me. So this was a very important conversation Jesus was having with Peter. He allowed Peter to make confessions to overcome his three denials. Mm -hmm. And... He then told Peter the manner in which he was going to die in service of the Lord. And then he encouraged Peter and he said, follow me. And so this was a very, very important conversation he was having with Peter about Peter's future, about Peter's role in the kingdom, about the manner in which God wanted to use Peter for his glory. This was a very important conversation. And, and, and so they're having this conversation, and they're walking along, and, 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 and it says in verse 20 that Peter uh, then, after having this conversation, immediately turns around, and he captures a glimpse of John, the disciple John, right. the disciple that Jesus loved, and he captures a glimpse of John, And and, and on the heels, on on the immediate heels of this important conversation about his future and his destiny in the kingdom of God, Peter says, what about him? (laughs) Isn't that amazing? What about him? What's he going to do? What's his role? And Jesus said to him, If I will or if I want but if it's my desire that he stays right here till I come back what is that to you? And then he says unto him again follow me. What was he saying to Peter? He was saying what about him? Don't worry about him. I just gave you your assignment. I just gave you your role and your part to play in the earth and in the kingdom. And the first thing that's on your mind is what about him? Get focused, Peter. Don't worry about him. Follow me. This brings us to a sobering truth for us. And it's a good truth because... We all have a part to play in this life. We all have a part to play. And uh, and it involves multiple roles ordained by God himself. And and it reaches all aspects of our lives, Mm -hmm. Uh, the personal aspects of our lives, the social aspect of our lives, the professional aspect of our lives, We have multiple roles to play in this earth. God has ordained it that way. And how well you and I fulfill our role will determine what mark we leave on society and in the kingdom. Yes, I believe by faith in the Son of God that God didn't put us here simply to consume resources. Resources like air, to breathe air. Resources like food, to eat food. Resources like water, to drink water. And then to just leave. God didn't put us here to consume resources and then leave. He put us here to be fruitful and to multiply. He put us here to be producers, not simply consumers. So yes, we breathe in air and we eat food and we drink water. But, we're to be productive, we are to be producers in the earth, reproducing after our own kind. And, and so, so, we have a, a, a role to play in this kingdom. And, 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 and multiple roles. And, glory to God for this, the roles that we are to play in the earth, glory to God, are unique. To each one of us. Yes. No one has the role that you have. Not the precise role. Oh, there could be some overlaps. You know what I mean? You know, you're not the only one in ministry, so to speak, right? If you're in ministry, if you're a lawyer or a doctor or in some other profession, you're not the only one in that profession. Yes. Um, If you're married, you're not the only one who's married. If if you're a single parent, you're not the only one who's a single parent. Yeah, there are other people who might be fulfilling those personal roles, those social roles, those professional roles like you are, but not in the same way. You you know, if you think about it, there, there could be some similarities, but the specifics are different. Yeah. See, and, and, and the specifics are uniquely yours. They're uniquely mine, uh, ordained unto us by God. It, it, it's sort of like having, it's sort of like having fingerprints, right? We may all have ten fingers but we don't have the same fingerprints. Yes. See, my fingerprints are, are, are special to me. Your finger, fingerprints are special to you. They, they, they identify you, and they set you apart from everybody else on the earth. Yes. Right. You have ten fingers, somebody else has fingers, but, but your fingerprints set you apart from everybody else on the earth. So you may have a role that other people have, but the specifics of your role is different than anybody else's on the earth. Yeah. God has ordained you to do some unique and special things in the earth, and it's vital that you and I understand those things and that we focus our efforts on fulfilling it. Yes. Right? That we focus our efforts on fulfilling it. Jesus explained to Peter, glory to God for this, what role he was to play in the kingdom. And as we said, before he even let it sink in, Hmm. he started thinking about other people. And Jesus told him, don't be concerned about John, don't be concerned about other people. Be faithful and focus on your part of God's plan. And what Jesus said to Peter, Jesus says to us, each one of us this morning, stop worrying about your neighbor and what he or she is doing. Stop worrying about your neighbor and what he or she may have. Stop worrying about your neighbor, your brother, your sister, the total stranger, the person in the magazine, the person on TV, and, and being concerned about how they're living, how successful they are how happy they seem to be stop focusing on that and focus on your god given role in this earth a role that is unique a role that is special and a role that god needs you to faithfully fulfill so that his will is done in the earth and so so that's what god is saying unto us on this morning so let's 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 take a few principles away. The first, the first thing I want to say to you is, and we've been saying it up until this point, and that is this, that God has a part for you to play in the earth. God has a part for you to play in His plan. Amen. Yes. You have a unique role. You have a distinct role. You have a certain part that God Wants you to play. Yes, amen. Amen. And and, and look, it, it, we were talking about how it touches every aspect of our life. I mean, God could want you to be married. He could want you to be single. God could want you to have a whole house full of kids. He could want you to have one kid or no kids. God could 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 want you to be in a certain profession. He could want you to be in ministry. Um, he could he could grant you a certain level of success. Yes. Right? Uh, he 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 may ordain that you get a certain measure of help. Oh right. Some God. people seem to have all the help. Everywhere they turn, somebody's <laughs> yes. helping them, somebody doing something for them, yes. somebody showing up for their event, somebody is right, and then, and then you it's like you're invisible, right? <laughs> yes. But but everybody has a role to play. Yes. The timing might be there. some people just wrote they start something and they shoot up to the top and they like a rocket ship and they have success right out the gate. You've been plying at your trade or doing what you've been doing for a long time and you're in obscurity. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to. They're going to do well at the beginning, and then they're going to level off. Some people are going to struggle, 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 and then they're going to elevate. Some people are not going to see the fruits of their labor until the last hours. God has a role for all of us to play. And again, we may have some overlap in the roles, but the way our part has been ordained by God individually is special And unique, and so that is why we can't look at what other people are doing, the timing of their success, and then look at the timing of our success and think something is wrong. Glory to God. We can't look at how many people are surrounding other folk Mm -hmm. and how many people are supporting other folk and then look at us and say, how come no one's supporting me? Ah, don't worry about that. I have a part to play. You have a part to play. Let's focus our attention instead on being faithful. To the part God has given us, including the timing, the resources, the support, the the exposure, the notoriety, and all that goes with it. And just know God's plans are always perfect. So let us just continue, as Jesus said to Peter, to follow him. Glory to God, right? Let's, Let's just continue to follow him. My path and my journey... It's not going to be the same as somebody else's. Neither is yours, right? But for better or worse, let's keep our eye on what God has ordained for us to do, yeah. and then do it yeah. the best way that we can. Amen. Now, let's let's turn for a second. Glory to God. To um, Colossians chapter three. In Colossians chapter 3, Paul uh, was talking to the Church of Colossians. He got to a point where he was speaking to the Christian family and to Christians about how they should interact with one another. He told wives to submit to their own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. He told husbands to love your wives and be not bitter against them. Uh, He told children to obey their parents in all things, for this is well pleasing unto the Lord. Uh, He said to fathers and and mothers too, "Provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged." Mm -hmm. And in verse twenty-two, he said to servants, "Obey in all things your masters." Now, (laughs) glory to God! In the law, the the employer-employee relationship is actually actually described as a master-servant relationship. It's actually described that way in the law and so when we see here where it talks about servants, obey your masters and all things yeah. it, we could take the oh he was talking to slaves back then okay that's one way we could do it but we could also bring it up into the 21st century and say he's talking to present day employees mm-hmm. amen mm-hmm. he's saying to employees do right by your employer amen oh how much is that a good word right now when so many employees are working remotely Amen. Yes. working a partial day for full day's pay. <laughs> okay. oh, come on somebody. Putting in a little bit of time, but demanding to get the whole, amen, benefit Check. of your bargain, amen. 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 We'll let that sink in. So he's, he's talking to employees here, he's talking to servants, and he says, obey in all things according to the flesh, not with our service, uh, as men please, us, but in singleness of heart. And then in this context, he says something uh, that is applicable to all of us. He says in verse 23, and whatsoever you do, yes. do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. And see, that's, that's some good advice for us as we realize the part that we have to play. Whatever part God has given you to play in this earth and in his kingdom, do it heartily, amen? Do it with everything that you have. Do it cheerfully. Do it with all your strength. Do it with the right heart. Do it with with a spirit of gratitude. Do it, amen, in a way that is befitting the God who saved you, who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Yes. Do it in a way that's to the best of your ability. And see, when we start to be concerned about other people and what they have going on, that all of our energy is not on doing what God has called us to do because some of it is looking at other people. Yes, amen. You see, and so, so God says, listen... We have a part to play, but we have to focus on our part and do it heartily, with our full heart, with, with any glory to God, and without worrying and being concerned about what other people are doing, what measure of success other people may be having. Look at verse 17. It says, Whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Amen. That's how we should go about these unique roles that God has us to play. So if you're a neighbor, your sister, uh, uh, your friend, your associate, and and, and you have some overlap in a particular area of your life, but they seem to be flourishing while while you're struggling, don't get down about it. Just continue to do your part to the best of your ability and unto the Lord. Not looking and seeing how green your neighbor's grass may be, because in the truth, we only know part of the story anyhow. But keep your eye focused on doing your part. Solomon said in, in, in Ecclesiastes 9 and 10, Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. Amen? Whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. In other words, put everything you have into it. Amen? You're doing something for God, put everything you have into it. Amen. You know, we've been at this ministry thing for a good minute. And we've never had some of the success that other people have had. Yes. Amen. Yes. But, 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 you know, I don't believe anybody can ever say to us that we've ever not given everything we've had to the ministry. Yes. Amen. Yes. Glory to God. I say this in in honor of God and what he's done. Yes. Where, and this is this. I've never come in here on a Sunday and, and, and just preach the warm over message that I preached back then. Amen. Amen. Always laboring before God to get a fresh word and to do what He wants. Amen. Yes. Right. Amen. And not worrying about what the reward might be. See, understand that there are some things. Glory to God. Remember what Jesus said. That He said. He said, store up your treasures in heaven. See, there are some things that you're doing right now While someone is having some earthly success Your earthly success may be down the road Maybe it's coming, maybe it's tomorrow But one thing is for sure When you go about your life in this I'm going to do it to please the Lord And whatever I find my hands to do I'm going to do it all my might I'm telling you right now, glory to God Based on on on, on the truth of the scripture You are storing up treasure in heaven Glory to God and, and, and it's not only just there, but you, still are, you will still receive some of those benefits in earth. But there are rewards in heaven, glory to God, yes. for your service down here on earth. So you're not losing in any respect whatsoever. God can bless you here and there. He yes. can bless you here and in the hereafter. So yes. you're never losing. Amen. So continue to do what it is that you're doing with all your heart. Paul also said to the, to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, he said, um, whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. And so whatever God has for us to do, at whatever level, whatever measure of success, whatever help we seem to have or don't have, put your all in it. Amen. Amen. Do it all to the glory of God. Amen. Uh, Do it all to the glory of God. Uh, Jesus revealed to Peter the plan. Jesus will reveal to you your plan. Amen. amen, Or his plan for you. Amen. And once you have that plan, you work that plan. Yes. And you do it to the glory of God. God has a part for you to play. And do it to the best of your God-given ability. Second thing we want to keep in mind is refuse the temptation. To, 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 to focus on Other people And the role others are supposed to play <laughs> it's, a, it's a temptation And it's strong It is strong The, 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 the temptation to compare Is strong Amen uh, Peter had John uh, uh, Martha had Mary <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And they both wanted to know They both went to Jesus what about this man, Lord? Right? Martha went to Jesus. Don't you care that I'm doing all this work while she's just sitting down? See, see, the 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 the, the temptation to compare <laughs> to God. ourselves with others around us is strong. I'm laughing because it happens on the everyday. Siblings. How many times have you complained when you were doing so many chores but just sitting over there, your other siblings over there playing video games, <laughs> right? right? And you go to your mom. Why is he just sitting there, well, i got to do all this work. Mm-hmm. Spouses do that sometimes. Yes. You know, wife is around cleaning, dusting, doing all this stuff. Husband got his feet up with chips <laughs> and, and watching the remote. And, he, and she's like, wait a minute, why am I doing all this work? He's sitting around doing nothing. And it listen, and see when you're an adult, you learn to internalize stuff. Yes. You may not say it, oh, but you thinking it. Right? You you wonder about the employee. Why, why why are you working so hard? Why are they getting the credit? the, the, the temptation to compare yes. is yeah. so strong. And, 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 and so, you know, whether you're Peter, whether you're Martha, or whether you're just everyday, you know, person, you know, we, we have this tendency to, to, to be concerned about what someone else is doing uh, or, 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 or what it is that they are called to do. Yeah. And, and with Jesus, with Peter and with Martha, he both reoriented their focus. He said to Peter, what's it to you? Follow me. Yeah. He said to Martha, you know, Mary to Martha, she said Martha, you're concerned and troubled about all kinds of things, Mm -hmm. but only one thing matters, and your sister made the right decision, don't get mad at her, right? So he reoriented them to the right place, what they should be focused about. But it's so easy to get into the comparison game, Mm -hmm. and the comparison game is dangerous, because you know, many times we come away, uh, when we compare ourselves to other people, we come away, you know, bitter, yeah. we can come away being jealous, we can come away being angry, we can come away being disappointed, yeah. because when we compare, many times we compare somebody's perceived best, glory to God, I hear this, their perceived best to our worst, in other words, like, we we we, we 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 compare, you know, they just cut their grass. So, yeah, it looks good, right? right? You haven't cut your grass in two weeks, and you want to go, oh, their grass is better than mine. No, they just cut theirs, right? So some so, some people, you know, it's their perceived best. You give their grass a little time, their grass going to look jacked up too, and they're going to have to cut it again. You know, sometimes we look at people and, and, and you know, Things seem to be going right. We look at them and wow, look at their clothes! Look at this! Look at that! But you know what? That's the best outfit they got in their yes, closet. You God. have you have multiple nice outfits. You just happen not to be wearing one right now. Right. Yes. Right. So now you look at yourself and you look at them and they're dressed to the nines and you go, man, look at them. But but that's their perceived best. And you look at yourself, mm. right? So so understand that sometimes we when we compare, we, we, we tend to do it from a prism of looking at ourselves at our worst, right? And then we put people up and act like what we're seeing is the normal for them. But the other thing, too, is that we don't know everything. We don't know all the things that 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 they're going through. But so we have to duck. We, we have to not get into this comparison game because someone always comes out the loser yes. when we compare. Many times we come out the loser. Or sometimes we can come out feeling superior to people and they come out the loser. Mm-hmm. So either way, when we compare, someone comes out on the short end. And many times we end up being unhappy, disenchanted, and disillusioned. Teddy Roosevelt was right when he said comparison is the thief of joy. See, when when we compare ourselves to other people, we set ourselves up for our joy to be snatched. Right? Because either we're going to end up being sad and coming to a conclusion that we're not as better off as somebody else or we're going to come off as proud and arrogant believing that somehow we're better than somebody else. Mm -hmm. Either way, joy is stripped. Instead of being joyful and content for what it is that we have the bible says be content with such things as ye have instead of being content we then end up discontented or caught up in pride yes amen and often our comparisons are based on incomplete knowledge we never know the full picture of somebody's life. We never know the hardships that someone is going through behind closed doors. We never know the things that are tormenting them on the inside. We never know sometimes the road that they've taken to get there. You mm-hmm. ever talk to someone who you That's thought nice. was like, just, you know, was like blessed and everything was going their way and then you find out that their, their lives have just been marked by tragedy after tragedy yes. after tragedy. You ever, you ever, right? And then you go, wow, I thought this person had it made. And you realize that there's other parts of their life that you wouldn't want at all. Yes. Right? You know, so it's easy sometimes just to see people out front, but everybody has a backstory. Everybody has something that you don't see until maybe you gain some additional knowledge, either through some revelation or through some conversation with them. And so don't be concerned with what others are supposed to do, right? When Peter asked about John, Jesus said, what's it to you? You just do what I told you to do. And that is some excellent advice. You know, Jesus told a parable in Matthew chapter 20 of of some workers that a landowner hired at the beginning of the day. And he says, um, he said, well, what, how, much, how much would you charge me if you work in my vineyard all day long? They said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. day's wage, mm-hmm. whatever it was, right? And he said, okay, I'll pay you a day's wage if you start working for me now, 9 o'clock in the morning. And then the, the owner of the vineyard went out a few hours later, around 12. He saw some other people not doing that. He said, he said, why don't you go work in my vineyard? I'll pay you a day's wage. Went out at three o'clock, saw some other people standing around doing nothing. Why don't you go work in my venue? I'll pay you a day's wage. And then the an hour left in the workday, he found some others who weren't doing anything. Go, go work in my vineyard. And so then he started with those who just worked an hour, and then when it's time to get paid, he paid them a day's wage. And the one who worked a couple hours, he paid them a day's wage. And the one who started at 12, he paid them a day's wage. And so those who started at 9 o'clock, they expected, well, they got a day's wage. And we worked more than them. We should get paid more. And so when they came, the owner of the vineyard paid them a day's wage. Yes. And they said... He, and they said What is this? They started talking about the owner of the vineyard. They said he was a harsh man, he wasn't a good man, and what's going on? They figured they should get paid more, and he said, why are you angry with me? I paid you exactly what we agreed. You wanted to be paid for working in my vineyard. But they thought they should get more. Why? Because they were looking at other people. Right? They were looking at other people. And certainly that parable is about the kingdom and who gets into the kingdom. There's some people gonna work in the vineyard, amen? They're saved they're gonna work in the vineyard 20, 30, 40, 50 years. There's other people gonna get saved on their deathbed. They're going to the same heaven, amen? They're going to the same heaven, right? But, but but here we can bring into the application to what God is saying today and see that those workers who went out at the beginning of the day had their eye on everybody who came behind them and thought they should get treated better yes. yeah. they were they were comparing the amount of effort that they put in amen don't get caught up in 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 somebody else's reward don't get caught up in what somebody uh else's payment or, or how much rest they're getting compared to you how much effort they're putting out compared to you how much involvement they have compared to you how much credit they get compared to you how many possessions they have compared to you uh, how much success they have compared to you yes. don't get caught up in, in in looking at that and it's a it's, it's, it's such a strong temptation but, but, but don't look at that because it can open up the, the door to jealousy and to anger and to envy. And the Bible tells us that where there is strife and envy, there is confusion in every evil work. And so yeah. when we get caught up and, and we get angry and, and, and we start striving with people and we get uh, uh, jealous of people, then the anointing is gone. Yes. Right? Yeah. And now there's confusion in every ego work. So refuse to get caught up in in the role that others are supposed to play. And lift up your hands and thank God that He's given you a unique role to play. And He's given you everything you need in order to get it done. And so know that God has a part for you to play. Resist the temptation to look at others. And if you have to look at someone. Look at Jesus. Yes, yes, Amen. Indeed. If you have to look at someone. And see what role that they're playing. Compared to the role that you're playing. Then look at Jesus. Amen. Let Jesus be your example. Of how you are to play your part. In God's plan. Amen. Let his faithfulness be your faithfulness. Let his humility be your standard of humility. Let his his nevertheless spirit, right? I want this cup to pass on me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Let his nevertheless spirit be your spirit. And let it be your inspiration to do your best. You know, in in John, John 14, Let's turn here for a quick section. John 14, verse number 10. Jesus said, He said, Believe thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he doeth the works. Mm-hmm. And what Jesus was saying here was that. The Father lives in me, and the Father is doing His work through me. And glory to God, it's the same for us, right? Because the Father, through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, is living in us. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, God will work through us if we allow Him. But the key again is to maintain the proper focus. So so if we want to look at anybody, let us look unto Jesus, the writer of Hebrews said, the author and finisher of our faith. Let us look unto him, keep our eyes on him and let him be our example of how we are to fulfill our part in God's plan, right? Let him be our example, not your neighbor, right? Not not your friend, not your co-worker. Let Jesus be the example. If we want to look at anyone, let Jesus be our example. Let let Jesus be our standard. And, 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 And let that encourage us as we go about the unique plan and the special plan that God has for us to play. And here's the thing. Not only could Jesus be our example, for us as we carry out God's plan. But he can also be our comfort, right? During those inevitable times yes. when we fall short of God's plan, amen? Or when we feel inadequate to carry out God's plan. The same Jesus who provides the example will also give the comfort. The same Jesus that that, that provides the standard will also be there to give us an assurance and to help us, amen? To to pick ourselves up when we need to. And to carry on with the plan. That God has for us. Amen. The last thing I want to say about this. Is as we play our part. And keep doing your part. Is remember this. God. Is never short on blessings. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. God is never short on blessings. So. You know. Someone that you know. Maybe they're in ministry, maybe they're in business. You started your business before they did, and your business is struggling, and their business is taking off. They got multiple locations, hundreds of employees, and you're scuffling to try to make ends meet, right? You know, um, sometimes we look at people's marriages, and look how happy they are, and you and your husband don't even talk, you know? Uh, Sometimes, you know, you look at family relationships, everybody's fine, happy, they get together on holidays, and you find yourself alone on holidays, that kind of thing. And I'm not trying to diminish any of these things. I'm just pointing out there are differences in our lives, right? There are differences. We don't all have the same things at the same time in the same measure, right? Yes, yes. That's real, and I'm not trying to diminish it, just pointing it out. But someone may be flowing while you're struggling, and, and, you know, things may seem to come easy for other people while they're hard for you. And, you know, like I said, people are, are always around other people, always helping them, always patting them on the back, always. Back. And then you can't even find somebody to tell you the right time of day. <laughs> yeah. Amen. You know, and other people may have things that you desperately want, and they seem to just get it easy without lifting a finger. Mm-hmm. But remember this, you do have that unique role. And it's God's desire to bless you in that role. Amen. Right? God said in Jeremiah 29 and 11, he said, I know the plans I have for you. (laughs) Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. That's God's plan. Amen. God's plan is for you to accomplish some things in the earth in his name. Yes. Yes. And in the process, God wants to prosper you. He said, I have plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you. Not to harm you. Not to make your life harder. I have plans to prosper you. Right? Not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Right? God has a plan for you. And that plan includes prosperity. It includes good success. It includes peace. It includes joy. It includes an overflow of his goodness. Glory to God. David said in Psalm uh, 27 and 13, he said, I had fainted unless I have believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living." Yeah. See, we've got to continue to believe. I'm going to see the goodness Amen. of God Amen. in my life. Amen. There was a song I was singing the other day. I hadn't heard it in a long time. The Holy Spirit must have just brought it to my attention. I don't even know the name of the song, but where it says... Um, uh, it, it said that in my life I will see Jesus, right? And it says that that God, you know, he never let me down. He always made a way where there seemed to be no way, right? And it says, and I've seen it for myself time and time again. God is faithful. I've seen it in your word. Mm-hmm. And it said that he is not going to withhold his goodness yes. from me. Mm-hmm. Amen. That I know I'm going to see his goodness in my life. Yeah. See, and that's what we have to hold on to. I'm going to see his goodness in my life. Glory to God. And that's what David was saying. He said, if I didn't believe that, I would have gave up a long time ago. I would have threw in the towel. I would have just, you know, I would have shrugged my shoulders, lifted my hands, and said, that's it, I quit. Unless I believe to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I want you to believe that you will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Not just in the great by and by, right here on this earth. I want you to believe you're going to see the goodness of God in your life. Amen. Uh, Let that sustain you in the tough times, right? Because there are times when the road is rough and it's crooked. Amen. Amen. It's rough and it's crooked. And when those times come, you keep reminding yourself, you keep encouraging yourself. that you'll see the goodness of God. Amen. I want to turn one last place, because on this point, something is resonating in my spirit. And I want to share with you this. Um, on this point, you remember when when um, Jacob stole Esau's blessing? Mm-hmm. Um, first, he, he exchanged it for some stew, and Esau despised his birthright, right? And then, when Jacob, when when, when Isaac was about to die, um, Esau, uh, uh, he, he told Esau, go go make me a savory meat, because Esau was a mm-hmm. hunter, go make me savory meat so I can eat it and, and bless you before I die. And, and, and Rebecca heard it, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, and she said to Jacob, okay, I'm going to make some, some savory meat for your dad. And, you know, right. you know, they tricked him. They, they, they tricked Isaac mm-hmm. in, in, in believing that Jacob was Esau. Right. And Isaac ate the savory meat that Rebecca had prepared. And then he blessed Jacob, believing he was blessing Esau with the birthright of the firstborn. Yes. And you say, well, what happened? I thought Esau gave it away. Yeah, he gave it away, but the blessing still wasn't consummated until the father bestowed the blessing. And usually he did that toward the end of his life. So even the fact that Esau gave it away, if Esau would have really received the blessing from Jacob, then he would have had the blessing. Mm -hmm. So so now Jacob is before him disguised as Esau, and Isaac blessed Jacob. Mm -hmm. And Esau comes back. Let's look at this in, in, in Genesis chapter 27. We're getting ready to get out of here. Esau comes back. And in, oh God, let's find it. Verse 30. It says, It came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarce gone out of his sight, that Esau came in, and he made savory meat. And he said, Let my father eat it and bless me. And Isaac, in verse 32, says to him, who are you? He said, I'm your son, your firstborn, Esau. And Isaac trembled, and he said, who? Where is he that hath taken venison and brought it to me, and I have eaten all before you came and have blessed him? And he shall be blessed. And when Esau heard these words, he cried with a great and exceeding bitter cry and said to his father, bless me even also, my father. And and, and Isaac said, thy brother came with thy subtlety and has taken away your blessing. Mm -hmm. And Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob? But he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and now he has taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? Mm -hmm. And Isaac said unto him, I have made him your Lord, and all his brethren have I given him for servants. And I blessed him with corn and with wine to sustain him. And what shall I do for you now? And Esau says to his father, Hast thou but one blessing, my father? Bless me even also. And he lifted up his voice and wept. Why are we reading this? Because too many of us act like Esau. Too many of us act like Esau. Jesus. We act like God has only one blessing Jesus. to give up to people. And so when we see people around us getting blessed, we start crying like Esau, bless me also! Don't you have another blessing? Look what Esau said. Again, look what he said in verse 36. Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Mm. And then in verse 38, have you only but one blessing? I want to assure you today, glory to God in heaven, that Isaac may have had only one blessing to give but our heavenly father he is not short on blessings amen Amen. and so so you can be sure that God has more than one blessing and that he has reserved plenty of blessings just for you and so you have to be concerned about other people and what they're going through and how things are seem to be going right for them but it's so hard for you your God has a blessing with your name on it. Amen. He doesn't just have a couple of blessings and he run out. Right. He yeah. has He has right. an endless supply of blessings. He has blessings reserved with your name on it. And if you just continue to do your part, not focused on what other people are doing, not focused on what other people are having, not focused on all of that stuff, you will get the blessings that God has for you. Amen. And so listen. Keep doing your part. Amen. Amen. God has a part for you to play on this side of glory. Don't worry about what others are doing or not doing. Resist the temptation to measure yourself against other people. If you want to measure, let Jesus be your standard. Let Jesus be your example. And let the Holy Spirit work through you. And empower you to fulfill the special and unique role that God has for you to play in the earth and in his kingdom. Amen? And as you do that, and you see other people are blessed, and maybe you're, you know, running a little low and you need some things, don't act like Esau. Amen? Amen. And just remember, your God has plenty of blessings with your name on it, reserved for you, and he will bless you exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think. As you remain committed to him, doing what he has called you to do in the part of the vineyard that he has assigned you to. Amen. And so I just want to encourage you today. Keep doing your part. Amen. Keep doing your part. Amen. God is faithful and he sees what you're doing. Amen. He sees the work that you're putting in. He sees the sacrifices that you're making. He sees the hardships that you're going through as a good soldier. Amen. Continue to do that. And the blessings of God shall be yours both here and hereafter. Amen? Amen? Amen. So glory to God. And in the meantime, understand this. You will be doing a great work here as you help the kingdom advance in the earth. Amen. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we bless your name and we yes, thank you, Father. God. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the privilege of having a part to play in your tremendous work in the earth. Father, yes. help us to stay focused on what it is that you have called each one of us to do, knowing that we have a special and unique assignment in the vineyard of our God. And Father God, let us keep our minds, our hearts, and our attention focused on that and on nothing else. And Father, yes. knowing God that even as others around us are being blessed in ways that we perceive that we're not, That, Father, you're not short on blessings or favor, grace or mercy. And that, Father God, you will bless us as well. That we may see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Father, we bless you right now and we thank you you you. for the privilege and the honor to be called your children. And for the things that you have ordained for us to do in the earth. Let us be faithful and and, and continue in our well-doing. And, Father, we believe that as we do that. We shall be for all. If we faint not. And so, Father, we bless you and we praise you. I just pray right now you'll empower everyone under the sound of my voice yes, Lord. to continue to do their part in the kingdom. And, Father, we give you the glory and the praise for it all. In Jesus' great name. name. Amen. 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 Glory to God. So, keep doing what God has called you to do. Amen. Amen. Knowing that you have a role to play that no one else does. And Amen. as you do that, you will see the goodness of the Lord.